Today's show is sponsored by Tortuga Backpacks. If you are looking for an awesome travel backpack, something that is the size of a carry-on but will fit everything you need, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget, if you do make a purchase, to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters that will get you 10% off any order that you make. Today's show is also sponsored by OventureTravelGear.com whose founder, Dave Overson, is a guest today on the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. If you are looking for the perfect packing cubes, this company is the company that got me to use packing cubes for the very first time after 32 years of not using them. Head on over, check out the packing cubes that they got at OventureTravelGear.com. That's Oventure, O and then the word venture, travelgear.com. You can use the oventuretravelgear.com slash epop and you can get a discount code and see how you can get 15% off any order you make there. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 169. In New York City, there's a man who mines the sidewalk cracks for gold and he makes, on average, $600 a week. Now that's what I call an entrepreneur. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning. I'll show you London afternoon. If you feel your Dublin heart is burning, yeah, well, you don't have to Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is part two of my interview with Dave Olverson, founder of OventureTravelGear.com. And if you didn't catch part one, you're going to want to go over and have a listen to that now. Dave talks about how to become a traveler in your own city, why people use packing cubes, and the most effective ways to use them. He also gives us a great tip for keeping your clothes from smelling like quote-unquote airport, and why failure almost stopped Dave from becoming an entrepreneur, but didn't. So if you want to get part one, you can get that on iTunes, you can get that on Stitcher, and of course, you can go find that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Also, don't forget, if you're someone who wants to travel, live, and work anywhere in the world, the Paradise Pack, which is one of the biggest things we do here at Extra Pack of Peanuts each year, it will be available from June 1st through June 7th only. It's available for one week and then it is gone forever. So we've got some amazing people involved this year, over $2,000 worth of incredible products that are going to teach you everything about travel, from how to get plane tickets for almost free, how to score awesome accommodations around the world, to then also how to build an online business so that you can be an entrepreneur just like Dave and I, and you can free up your time. It's even going to teach you how to learn a language and be having conversations in just one week. So if you're listening before June 1st and you want more info on the Paradise Pack, we've got some really cool technology here. All you have to do is send a text with the word Paradise Pack, all one word, 
to the number 33444 and you will automatically be subscribed to the newsletter and you will be getting information about the Paradise Pack. So you can do that right from your smartphone. All you have to do is text the word Paradise Pack to the number 33444. Of course, if you're listening and it's between June 1st and June 7th, you're going to want to hurry up and head on over to theparadisepack.com. Make sure you pick up your copy. The first 1,000 people to sign up and get their copy of The Paradise Pack will get an extra special gift as a bonus. So you're going to want to hurry and go over and do that. It's www.theparadisepack.com. All right, now it's time to dive right into part two of my interview with Dave Overson from AdventureTravelGear.com. Let's go through the timeline a little bit of Oventure because as we've been talking about this, people are probably wondering, all right, where is he in in the um, you know in the continuum of building the business? And what's really cool is that you might say you're at the beginning. I wouldn't say that because you have a product. I mean, you have something that you've gotten further than ninety nine percent of the people who have a business idea. So let's kind of talk about you know what you did in the beginning, where you're at now, and what you kind of the obstacles you faced as well along the way. Like, what's been the toughest for you? I probably started the whole process of trying to, you know, source products and figure out the whole business back in October of 2014. So it's been, it has been a little while, um, even though, you know, the product hasn't been out for, for very long. But, you know, I think some of the, the, the issues that I faced were, were um, you know, I, I actually source my products from China. You know, there's a lot that goes into that in terms of making sure that, that you know, that the, the conditions are good in the factories that you use to making sure the quality is going to be good to making sure that, you know, all, you know, all of the different pieces. And, you know, one thing I, I didn't do actually was was go out there myself. And that's something that I think later on in the process, I'm going to definitely want to do. Um, but I did uh, hire someone to go out there and, and double check on that and, and make sure everything was, was good, um, on that front. And so, you know, I started that process back in October and it took, it took some time. And, um, I actually had some problems with that first person that I hired to go out and check out the factories. Uh, and so, you know, I had to, to move on and, um, how did you even decide who to get involved? Because for me, that's where like the physical product thing blows my mind. And and we had Fred on and he said the exact same thing. They didn't go out to the factories right off the bat. They hired someone. I, I mean, when I make digital products, I'm like, all right, it's me. I'm going to make it. You know, I outsource some of the stuff, but it's basically me. I would be so scared <laughs> having not done it. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Where yes. do you even go to find someone who lives in China who can help you? I mean, yeah. what did you, um, how did you do that? Yeah, it's 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 networking. Um, honestly, it's finding people um, that have created physical products businesses. You know, utilizing their contacts. Um, you know, working through them, uh, doing Skype calls, making sure that those people are reputable. And the thing about it is, you can never be a hundred percent sure. You know, I, who knows what could happen, and you know, more terrible things could happen with the people that I work with. But at some point, you you know. You just At give some it a point, go, right? You just give it a go. And it's just like with uh, my blog. You know, I decided that day that I was going to start doing and I wanted to continue that on and continue the, the process of actually taking action. Yeah. If someone wanted to do a physical product, so, you know, like you mentioned, you, you, you get um, the adventure packing cubes, you source them to China. 
and that was obviously a big step. Like that would probably be step number one or, or like one B. Like let's figure it out and then let's let's kind of try to get these made. What other things have you run into in terms of like then growing the business or or even just like where do you sell it? You know, do you start your own site? Obviously, you guys um, sell on Amazon. How was that decision made? And was there something that was a little eye opening during that process? Well, we sell on Amazon, um, and or I guess I mean I say we, but I sell on Amazon really. Um, and that decision was made because Amazon has built this incredible marketplace. People trust it. You know, I there there are certain things that when you sell on Amazon, it helps you out because you don't have to be this CD website that no one's ever heard of or gone to. And, you know, people don't know if, if you're, they're going to steal your money. People are going to Amazon and I know I'm trustworthy, but this, this helps, you know, ease their minds. That's main. That's the main decision. Uh, that's the main reason we went with Amazon. I think the biggest eye opener thing is you have all these people on Amazon and they're searching for products all the time. And I think part of me thought, okay, I'll put my product up on Amazon and then people will start buying it. And that's that. And I put my product up on Amazon and it, and it sat there, <laughs> you know, it did nothing for a little while. So I said, oh, okay, now I got to figure out marketing. Now I have to, to do some outreach and figure out this whole thing. So that was sort of a, an eye opening process. And I'm, I'm in the middle of that. I'm sort of figuring out the best ways to market and, um, you know, everything from Google AdWords to the Amazon ad system to coming on your podcast to all the different ways I can reach out um, and and build a list, uh, you know, on Facebook or wherever else. So I'm I'm throwing a lot of things against the wall and trying a lot of different things and seeing what works and then going hard after those things. I think that's a really important point. I that happened with the first product I created, uh, the the ultimate guide to frequent fly miles. You know, you build it up, you you spend all this time writing it or doing it. In your case, like getting it built, figuring it out, and you think you think you're done. You know, then so I had this big launch, and you know, for it was open. I think the presale was three or four days, and a bunch of people bought it. I'm like, this is awesome. Now it's just going to sit here, and people are going to find it, and they're going to buy it. It's going to be great. And you know, like crickets, right? <laughs> like you have right. this big thing, and then and you don't do anything. Like you forget. Oh, getting this done or making this is 25 percent of the battle. The other 75 is like, now that you have it, how are you going to market it? How are you going to make sure you you get the product to the person? All like the, you know, you want to say the logistics, like UPS stuff, and then also um, the marketing. And I think that that's a huge lesson that a lot of people learn pretty quick because it doesn't take off like they think. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's it definitely eye-opening. And, and like I said, I'm in the process of figuring out how, what to do about it. But uh, But, you know, it's again, like we said, it's it's a great learning experience. Um, I know that I'm going to come out of this with a lot more knowledge than I had previously. What did you then decide, like, in terms of the, the thing that always scares me about physical products in particular is having some sort of inventory. Like, you have to pay up front to get something made, whereas with digital products, you can pre-sell or there's a lot of different things you can do. And, and once you make it, it's, it's there. It doesn't matter whether a million people buy it or one person buys it, whereas for you... You have to figure out how many to make, and if they don't buy it or something, you know, you're left with the inventory. How was that decision made? Because that is a, I'm someone as you mentioned, you're very frugal. I am too. I'm always worried, like I can't spend money on this because unless I'm guaranteed to get it back, it's scary for me. Yeah, no, it's it was definitely a, a scary process, and I'll tell you what, it took a lot of haggling up front with the uh, factories to get. They have what what's called uh, minimum order quantities. 
they, you know, it's not really worth their time if you're not ordering X number of units from them. Um, and so I haggled them down in terms of, of the minimum amount they would, they would sell to me just so that I could make sure that I would have enough uh, to, to sell. And, you know, now I'm on subsequent orders and, you know, they like it because they're getting, you know, repeat orders. Um, I'm sort of building it up from there. And, you know, now it's a little bit easier because it's sort of the, the, the quantity ordered is, is based on demand and, um, and that kind of thing. But at the beginning, it was absolutely terrifying to, to put out that much money uh, and, and sort of figure out, you know, could they, these could just sit here and never sell. So Was all the haggling done through the uh, point person, like your contact there in China then? Uh, yeah, a lot of it was. Um, some of it was done via Skype with their salespeople. But yeah, some of it was done through the, the point person. Yeah, it, I, I'm so scared. I, even just listening <laughs> to you say, and Fred, it's like it almost mirrors the Tortuga story as well. I think a lot of people, obviously, who make products, you know, you're, you're dealing with China probably, um, and you have all these things, and, and it mirrors their story really closely with, oh my gosh, we have to get them down to like a, a thing that they'll make, but it's still a lot of money to put out. What if no one buys it? So I really admire you and, and Fred and anyone who makes a physical product, because to me, it seemed absolutely terrifying, intriguing, but terrifying. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is tricky. I think the one advantage um, that I think physical products do have, though, is that it's easier to let people know about what, what value it brings. You know, if you have a digital product, who knows what it looks like on the back end when someone buys it. Uh, when you have a physical product, you know, it could it could not meet your expectations, but it'll be the product that you bought, you know, but you know, reasonably. Yeah. yeah. One of the re- other cool things that I admire about what you're doing and one of the really neat things that you do at Adventure, and we've talked about that you just, you know, you I wouldn't say you've just gotten started. You're, you're well on the, on the path, but you decided at the beginning that you're going to donate $2 of every sale to Pencils of Promise. And Pencil of Promise is a charity that we've worked closely with, with the Paradise Pack. We're helping to build four schools with Pencil of Promise through the Paradise Pack this year, which would be absolutely amazing. And to, to fill anyone in on Pencils of Promise, they they build schools in underdeveloped and underserved countries around the world. Guatemala, um, I don't know, Do you, a, a few other places. The schools that we would be building would be in Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. I, I And it's a great, great charity. And I, I think it's one of those things that that is re- that part was really scary to me. Um, you know, you're this company that's completely in the red. You've put out all this money to get uh, products, and then you make a decision to cut into your margins to to give two dollars for every product you sell to Pencils of Promise. That was a, a, a terrifying decision for me to make. But at the same time, I you know I sat down and thought about it, and you know, like I said before, what kind of what kind of business do I want to be a part of? What what what's going to motivate me to keep going? If it's this, if I build this company that is just sort of this, you know, sort of cog in the wheel and, you know, you're just going through the motions, I'm going to burn out pretty quick. That's why I sort of decided that, you know, I, I need to do something that is is more meaningful. And, you know, as I grow, as I learn, I'm going to figure out ways to be more efficient. I'm going to cut my shipping costs. I'm going to, you know, I'll figure out ways to, to, to make the business more profitable. Um, but I think it's important to bake in uh, the the idea of giving from the beginning. I yeah, from the beginning is important because a lot of times you know you hear people say like 
Sure, I donate to charity once I get success for, you know, if my company's making X amount of money, I'm going to give it. So they think, all right, if I'm making a million, then I could give Pencil of Promise 25000 to build a school. Like, they want to do it in one shot. Like, when I hit this, I'll do this. And I'm not saying don't do that. Like, it's better than nothing. But, you, yeah, baking it in, you know, starting from the beginning... I think that's so important because you're saying like, it doesn't matter how much I'm making. Like if I make more, I will donate more or whatever, but it's just, it's building in the idea that, Hey, this isn't just about me. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to commit to it. I'm in the red, you know, we're, we're just starting out, but I'm committed to this. And I think that not only is it an awesome thing to do, but I think it then does help set you apart from other people as well, because they see you as a human or as a, as a, as a company that has this mission. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons everyone loves Tom's shoes, right? I mean, they've come up with probably the best charitable thing that you could ever do. Buy one, give one to um, someone who needs it. Like that's crazy. And people have gone nuts for it. Yeah, no, they, they do a great job. And it's so, it's so tangible on there. You know, it's, it's one for one is an amazing uh, value proposition. And, you know, it, I think it goes to show that you can grow a business do something good for the world and uh, and be successful at the same time, which is an unbelievable sort of trifecta. <laughs> yeah, so many times it's like business. How much are you making? You know, profit, profit, profit. You know, and it's you get hammered over the head, and especially as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to think that way at some point. If you don't think that way, then you're not going to probably be successful because you're not going to care enough about you know where you can cut costs and how you can make money. But it's so nice to step back and say, yeah, you know. If we sold all these paradise packs, it would be absolutely amazing. But we build four schools. Like it's cool to have that other component in it because it really does. It's just bigger than yourself. Absolutely. Why did you guys decide on Pencil to Promise in particular? Uh, it's a it's a charity that we've been um, or that I've been you know following for a little while now, and they've you know I just love the way that they are so transparent about how they operate. Um, in terms of okay, when you know when you give twenty five thousand dollars, you build a school, and all the things they do are, are so transparent. The money is going to this good cause, and it's you know it's it's such it's this tangible thing, and I think it aligns well with both what you and and I both do, you know, with these travel companies, um, because it you know it's one of those things where. Travel is this great way to expand your horizons. And, um, you know, going back to that trip to Jamaica, that was an amazing experience, but I did see a lot of poverty. There, there is a lot of poverty in Jamaica. And it's one of those things where, you know, travel helped me expand my horizons in that way. And I, I'd love to sort of give back to a similar cause, especially with, you know, relating to the travel uh, products that I do and, and and having the whole travel industry all come together in that way. Yeah, we take for granted, I think, you know, we talk a lot about, oh, what are the best places to travel for cheap and, you know, how you can travel for cheap and all that. And, you know, going to Thailand, going to Guatemala, going to these countries are, are much, much cheaper usually than being in the U.S. or being in Western Europe. But obviously, the flip side of that is there is a lot of poverty and there's a lot, you know, these amazing experiences we have in Thailand and Cambodia, not to discount them because I think, as you mentioned, it expands our horizons and makes us better people. But sometimes I know even personally, I, I forget, well, what about the people here too? I mean, it's obviously cheap because they're living off less and they need less to survive or, or less money to survive. But a lot of these people aren't even getting their basic needs met. And I think that 
sometimes it helps to step back, as you mentioned, and and see a place for the local perspective versus, oh, this is a great experience type thing. Absolutely. What are your goals then for OVenture? Because you kind of touched on them. You said you have these ideas out there, and right now you guys are doing packing cubes, and you're doing a great job of it. But I want to know, like, give us a sneak peek of what might be happening over there. Yeah, well, I will say that um, within the next, within the coming weeks, we will be launching uh, another product, which are um, the our, we're going to have our memory foam neck pillows, and that that stems from from my inability uh, to sleep on planes normally. <laughs> so you know, I've I've struggled that for a long time, and um, you know, when I've tried out these these memory foam neck pillows. It absolutely does not cure it. I, I still, you know, I still have trouble sleeping on planes, but man, it helps. And it, it you know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, even if I don't get a ton of sleep on an overnight flight, at least I'll be comfortable doing it. So that's our next product. Um, we're also looking at in terms of, you know, products that already sort of exist out there in the world, uh, travel sewing kits. Again, it's from me <laughs> losing buttons on my shirts when I'm traveling and, and not knowing what to do and trying to figure it out. And I think that's sort of a, a useful sort of item that, that we're going to come out with as well. After that, if we're successful in, on that front, I think it's you know more getting into to things like um, actual bags and luggage and things with specific innovations that, that you know, I won't go into yet because it's all very, very half-baked. Um, but things that, you know, I, I hope to to really sort of provide a lot of value to travelers and, and make, make the whole process easier. So you're telling me you're not digging those leopard print little like neck pillows that come around you that you can buy at all the airports. They look so cool though, right? You're going to have a leopard print memory foam one. Maybe, (laughs) maybe someday. (laughs) Oh, I always laugh at those people. If you're one of those people, that's totally fine. I just don't dig the little one that fits around my neck. I just, and the colors are always hilarious, especially in other countries. You see people with, with crazy stuff. Last question about adventure is I want to know where the name of Oventure actually came from. Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty simple. Part of it had to do with me trying a whole bunch of names and not and and having other companies be that name and at the end of the day, you know, my last name is Olverson and uh, you know it's it's an adventure and so um, I put those two together. I thought Olventure with an L would be a little too hard to to pronounce, so I just cut that out and went with Oventure and it happened to be available, so I went with it. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it was one of those things that I, you know, it was it was a number of, of days and even a couple of weeks of, of trying different things and trying to figure out what the name should be uh, before landing on that one. Yeah, well, it's really cool. The name hangs up so many people. When I talk to people about building businesses or starting their websites, I, I always get asked, how do I pick a name? I'm like, there's no easy way. I don't know. Eventually, it'll come to you. Ask your friends, write lists. Who knows? But, you know... In, in the end, you want to make sure it's a good one, but it's so hard to actually find one. And then when you do, you realize, hey, it's cool, but obviously more important is like the product you build and things like that. But it always it's it's just funny because it's a big hang up for a lot of people. And it was for me. It took me forever to actually come up with something. So I want to get back into traveling a little bit and, and kind of wrap it up here with, with traveling. And you made me aware of a really cool website that's perfect for people who love traveling and who are going to be taking a honeymoon or going to be getting married. Can you give us this honeymoon travel hack? It's it's one that I wish I knew about 
before I got married five years ago, but it's, and it's <laughs> something I haven't heard about. So if you could tell people kind of what it is and are you actually planning on using it then? Yeah. Um, it's a site called wanderable.com. I'm not affiliated with it in any way, but uh, we found it. And there are a couple of other sites out there that do this. Um, there's Honey Fund and a couple of other ones. But basically, um, it's a registry for your honeymoon. I am engaged and my fiance are going to get married this August. And so when people come to our website to RSVP and to find us uh, a gift, I mean, we live in a small New York City apartment. We don't want more things, you know. It's we're we're crowded here enough as it is. So what we really wanted was was travel, and you know, it's it's one of those things that that we really enjoy. So what you do is you put all of these activities um, and interesting things that you're going to be doing on your honeymoon um, onto the wedding registry, and people can choose uh, to pay for a part or or, or all of that activity. Um, and my fiance and I are planning a trip to Italy. And so we've actually been watching your videos that you have a, a, a new one that is uh, 10 things to do uh, in two minutes. Uh, and I believe in, in Tuscany. And, and we um, have one in Florence that'll be coming out soon. So it'll get out before ex- you're on your trip for sure. Per- perfect. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we need. So, um, so a lot of our ideas come from, from those videos. But, um, but we're playing a trip to Italy. And what we do is we can say something like, Oh, here's, you know, do a pizza making class. And even if that's a little expensive, like say that's 150 bucks and one person on your wedding registry or on your guest list isn't going to pay for that whole thing, you cut it up. So you can say, uh, I need four people to give, you know, whatever it is. I can't do the math on that. 35, 40 bucks, whatever it is. You picked a hard number there. (laughs) I did. I did. I did not think that one through. But yeah, if you know, you cut it up into four pieces and then they can pay that portion of it. And so people can give you uh, pieces of different activities or they can, if it's a, you know, a big family and they want to give you a whole activity, they can do it that way. Um, It's really amazing. And the other, one of the reasons we chose Wanderable over the other ones is because they have an app. And so you can get, you download the app and when you're on your vacation, you can go into it, take pictures of the activity that you're doing. And then when you get home or when you get to Wi-Fi, you can sort of send this thank you note and with the picture of you doing that activity. And I think, you know, to me, that's even more special than getting an actual item. You know, you can really uh, show the person who gave it to you that you're enjoying it and appreciating it. That is really cool. And you don't have to write a thank you note. You don't have to write like 300 thank you notes where your hand's like, I don't even know what to say to my aunt anymore. You know, (laughs) that is really cool. Yeah, definitely, guys. We'll link everything in the show notes, of course. Uh, You know, you can get that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, but we'll link that up. Really neat idea. And and when Heather and I got married, it was, you know, we were moving to Japan in a month. So like, well, we don't need anything. You know, some people got us some gifts and they're in storage. But it was, it, we had to ask, like, can you give us money so we can travel, which is kind of cool. But, you know, it's it's way cooler if someone can say, I'm going to give you that pizza making class. And then, yeah, you just shoot them a picture or a video and, and do it. That is, that's ingenious. Yeah, that's Whoever made that website, they had a great business idea. I know. Oh, here we talk about entrepreneurship. We got to get wanderable.com, whoever made that on here and, and, and figure it out. Obviously, you're very frugal, um, which I love as, as a traveler. And you know, our goal is uh, helping people travel more while spending less. What are some of the ways, the best tips that you have for traveling more and spending less besides, hey, put something up on Wanderable, get married and right. get a rich aunt to pay for it? Because <laughs> exactly. there's a travel hack for you. Exactly. Get your family to pay for it. Um, 
you know, I, I know it's been said on your podcast a number of times, but I, I, I want to reiterate uh, Airbnb and, and those types of, of house sharing programs and specifically the ones where you share a space with someone. My fiance and I, my fiance and I have done that and it's an amazing time and even more so than saving money what you get out of meeting this local person in this area and having them tell you um, where to go. We actually did, we went, we took a trip down to New Orleans and did Airbnb there. Um, And it was an amazing trip. um, And we stayed with this wonderful woman. She actually told us um, where to get the best beignets in the city. And we went there and that's where I ended up proposing uh, to, to my girlfriend, now fiance. Wow. All right. Rock on Airbnb host. Exactly. Airbnb is, is creating uh, matches as well. Where is the best place to get beignets then? Uh, It's in city park. It's called morning call. And so, you know, you have a lot of people talk about cafe Dumont and some other places like that. It's literally in the middle of this beautiful park. Uh, and it's called Morning Call, and it's absolutely unbelievable. Oh, I got a reason to go back, because we did not hit that up when we were in New Orleans. And we actually <laughs> did an Airbnb place meet for a bachelor party. Not the same place, because our place was uh, quite run down. <laughs> Still cool. <laughs> but um, no, I, I love that. And I think there are so many, I mean, whether it's a hostel with a private room, or you know, you could do dorms if, if you want to, where, where there's just like, you know, I, I love that idea because you have the people who work there who are usually travelers too in some way. So they want to share that city that they're in for a little bit or whether it's an Airbnb, a home away, all those type of places where you, you have a host to kind of like lean on. It's so much fun. Absolutely. Of course, you know what question might be coming up now because you're a listener to the podcast. <laughs> um, but I want to know about travel mistakes or mishaps that you've had, and I, you know, I'm hoping you've had some. I'm sure there's some. Have you had one while you're traveling, or, or since we're talking entrepreneurship, like a business mishap, or maybe both, where it's like, I can't believe oh, I did this, but uh, you know, live and learn type thing. Yeah, I will say, going back to uh, that fateful Jamaica trip, there, there was a, um, and this was back in the day. You know, like I said, I'm 31 now, so this was back in the day when um, all you needed to get. Uh, into Jamaica was your birth certificate and a driver's license. And so on the last day that I was in Jamaica, I actually lost my wallet. So I was trying to get back into the United States with no photo ID at all, just my birth certificate. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's it, it's it comes back to what I was talking about before in terms of uh, the power of, of networking to get things done. I had a friend on that trip with me who's Dad had a friend who had another friend who was somehow associated with Lufthansa. And I don't know exactly how the back end all worked, but I was able to, it took about an hour for me to sweet talk the the nice lady at the desk at the Jamaica airport. I got through that and then I I was really scared when we landed in Atlanta and I went through customs and I told them my name and my situation and they knew who I was. They were expecting me and they said, go on through. And it was unbelievable. I never would have thought that that would have been the case. And I'm sure these days that never would be the case, but man, the, the power of, of networking, whether in personal or business, I think is, is really important. Dave Olverson, I presume red carpet comes out. <laughs> you're just strutting right. champagne in your hand, right? <laughs> exactly. Any business mishaps that you can think of that you'd 
that you want to share. It and it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it there must have been some things that you've done that you were like, oh man, well that that didn't work out right or. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. It's um the the funny thing was back in October, I started looking into into a couple of different products to start with uh, in October of 2014. And the first one that I decided to go with was actually the neck pillow. There seemed to be a, a good market for that. And that's what I wanted to launch with. And that's when I had some troubles with the person that I was working with over in China, my contact. Those are finally coming through. In the next couple of weeks, they should be arriving. But meanwhile, you know, two months later, I started sourcing packing cubes and those came way, way earlier. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things that it, it's never going to go the way you think it will. But hopefully I'm I'm going to continue to sort of roll with the punches and and figure it out because I very easily could have. And I know other people who sort of something like that happens and they sit and they wait and that's fine. You can sort of take it slow. That's that's one approach. But I, I really I would I wanted to be committed to getting this thing up and running. Um, and I, I, I thought, you know, uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if at the end of the day I had two products instead of one. So, right. That is cool, because I think most people, even if they got to the point where like, I'm going to do it, you know, you have a something that happens that that's that big of an issue, like we're not going to be able to get your product really even ready or you don't know if it's even going to work. A lot of people would step back and say, all right, I gave it my best shot. Uh, you know, this is a huge, huge roadblock. Like it's not something minor. It's cool that you said, ah, you know, let's just uh, kind of see, you know, go around this roadblock. Where does this lead? And then ended up with what is now, you know, the flagship product, which is pretty cool with the right. packing cubes. Right. Exactly. And I got to try packing cubes for the first time. So selfishly, I'm very happy as well. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about some of your favorite places to travel and some of the places that you're hoping to go or that you really want to go. Oh, man. I, my list of places I hope to go is so long. I mean, having listened to your podcast, I cannot wait to get to Chiang Mai. Uh, that, that has climbed my list tremendously. Um, like I said, Machu Picchu is probably my favorite trip of all time. And, you know, on that trip to Peru, I actually did another leg of it um, into... Uh, sort of the Amazonian region of Peru, and that was unbelievable. We went to we went to this sort of uh, this center um, for you know for preservation of animals and research and that kind of thing um, called Tambo Pata, and man, it was one of those things where you know you you get off the plane, you go on this rickety bus, you go for a while on that, you get onto this boat, sort of rickety boat, you go for a few maybe four or five hours on that. And you finally reach this place and you're hiking sort of through the woods and then you get there and it's this unbelievable, you know, huge building with lights and a bar. And it's one of those things that it's all sustainable. It's all, you know, they 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 do things in a way where they're sustainable and they're, you know, working in, in harmony with it. I, I can't recommend Tambopata Research Center enough uh, to people if you're going to Peru uh, to see Machu Picchu, definitely make that a stop as All well. All right. Well, it's a race. You got to get to Chiang Mai and I got to get to Machu Picchu now. <laughs> Who's going to get there first? Um, <laughs> in addition uh, to donating $2 to Pencil Promise, you've already talked about for every order that, that Dave gets fulfilled, you've got a special discount for EPOP listeners and readers, which is extremely, extremely generous. And we thank you for that. Can you tell people how they can get the discount, what they have to do? Sure. Yeah. It's 15% off uh, any order of all of my products. And 
what you go to, uh, you go to oventuretravelgear.com. Uh, that's my website. So hopefully you can spell that O V E N T U R E travelgear.com slash epop. Um, and that'll give you all the instructions you need to, it'll give you the coupon code, the link to the Amazon page, um, all of that. So you'll be able to find all of that there and get your 15% off. Awesome. Yeah, Dave, thank you so much. And we've kind of already touched on this, but do you have anything in the pipeline that sh- people should be looking out for? We talked about the neck pillow, either personally yeah. or professionally. Now, personally, you're getting married. Yeah. So that's a big success right there. That, yeah, that's a that's a big one. So that's it, it's going to require a lot of planning still to come. Um, I probably should have been gotten further along. Like I said, the wedding's in August, so I probably should be a little further along, but we're working on it. Um, that's good. Um, other than that, you know, I'm still still blogging on the New York budget dot com. I have my hobbies. I play in a band. I, you know, run this Oventure travel company. Uh, I, uh, you know, I have my day job, which I, you know, I work at uh, Penguin Publishing Company. You know, there's there's a lot going on. Lots of irons in the fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And if you guys are going to, uh, you know, going to New York City or traveling through or you live there, as we've already talked about, you can live there and make it an adventure. Go to NewYorkBudget.com. And Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really opening up about like the realities of entrepreneurship, the uncertainties as we both have constantly and, and really helping others who may want to go down that path. Just remind people one more time. We'll give them the link and we'll put it in the show notes, but remind them where they can go to get the Oventure travel gear, and then, of course, the discount. Absolutely. It's 15% off. And if you go to oventuretravelgear.com slash EPOP. I also want to say, if anybody wants to reach out, anybody has any other questions for me, feel free to write me an email. Uh, it's info at oventuretravelgear.com. Happy to chat and network with anyone. Awesome. Yeah, you might have to get Dave through customs, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wants to network exactly. with everyone who can get him through I know, customs. I, I mess up enough that I need all the help I can get. That's awesome. Guys, if you are in the market for packing cubes or if you're someone who's never used them before, but Dave swayed you, you want to give them a try, just like me. I'd never used them before a month ago. Head on over to AventureTravelGear.com slash EPOP. That'll give you all the information on how you can get them, how you can get the 15% discount code. There's nothing better that we like here at EPOP than helping out fellow EPOPers. So I really, really appreciate it, Dave, for coming on. Thank you so much. Also, don't forget, if you guys are someone who wants to travel, live, work anywhere in the world, we've talked a little bit about entrepreneurship here. We've talked about how you can kind of live a life around travel. Um, We have the Paradise Pack that will be available from June 1st through June 7th only. So it's a seven-day sale. It's gone. You'll never be able to get this version of the Paradise Pack ever again. We've been able to round up some amazing people. I don't even really know how we did it, to be honest. Over $2,000 worth of incredible products. They're going to help you learn to get plane tickets for almost free, score awesome accommodations, build online businesses. If we've talked about, you know, you can become an entrepreneur like Dave and I, and even learn a language and have conversations in just a week. That's from Benny Lewis, who's been on the podcast. Some awesome products from him. So if you're listening before June 1st and you want more info on the Paradise Pack, Dave, a really cool thing that we just put into place, right? This this lead digits thing. You can send a text. So if you're listening on your iPhone, this is super easy. You don't have to go online. You don't have to do anything. I'm just blown away by technology. You can send a text with the word Paradise Pack, all one word, to the number 33444. So that's Paradise Pack, all one word, to 33444. You'll automatically get information on the Paradise Pack. We're giving away a lot of stuff with the Paradise Pack. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. So you'll want to get on that email list. And if you're listening between June 1st and June 7th, 
Hurry up, head on over to theparadisepack.com. You can pick up your copy of that. The first thousand people are getting an extra special bonus. So you're going to want to get on it sooner rather than later. Thank you, Dave, so much. A big shout out to today's sponsors, OventureTravelGear.com. Also, the perfect compliment, Tortuga Backpacks. You guys go together like two travel peas in a pod. We don't need anything else anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. And and thanks. And uh, I will ask, um, you know, would you let me do the uh, do the sign-off? That would be awesome. Then I don't have to do it. So I'm going to thank you for coming on the show, and then I'm going to let you sign off. Absolutely. Thank you. Here we go. All right. Thanks, everybody, and happy free travels. Cheers. Cheers.